0: Three, two, one.
1: Here we go. Hello, and you're very welcome to the Backdoor GA podcast. Delighted to be joined by former Waterford senior hurler James Prendergast. And delighted to have you on, James, and thanks very much for coming on. But
0: how were you finding the last few months uh, yourself? Uh, it's tough going, I suppose. Um, you know, the, being stuck at home working, um, being used to being on, out in on the road. Uh, you know, we have three small kids at home here, so you know they have to be uh, looked after as well. And I have one that's uh, going to going to primary school there, and he needs to get his homeschooling done. So you know, it's a big change from the usual life, anyhow.
1: And. For you, like, watching the GAA on, how you found it, I suppose, in 2020, how did you find it uh,
0: with no crowds being there? I thought uh, some, that we had some great games last year, you know, they were very exciting, I suppose. We knew there wouldn't be any crowds there. Uh, I thought, I thought the, um, the players gave their all, obviously, and uh, they were very well prepared, very fit, some great hurling for the time of the year that was played, you know, in, in different weather conditions, and... Um, you know, it will give us something to look forward to every week, uh, especially if the Waterford did so well last
1: year. Absolutely, and the season ahead, there's just so much doubt and uncertainty. I'd, I'd say in one way you're glad you're not playing anymore, because like now as a player, like just this uncertainty and trying to prepare yourself, you would have to feel for inter-county players in some way.
0: Yeah, it's tough going on now, uh, you know, a county, inter-county or footballer is used to, you know, the four or five-month preparation pre-season, I suppose, and they come together and, you know, it's all about building up the team spirit, um, you know, getting through the hard slog in, in November, December and, you know, they, they haven't been able to do anything like that last year or this year. So, you know, it's harder to build that team spirit and, you know, you only get a couple of weeks now if if they get that to prepare for league when it comes around there in, uh, in the summertime if, if it if it goes ahead.
1: And your own Walford senior early career, um, an unbelievable career you did have, how do you look back and reflect on your Walford career?
0: Sure, I suppose. You know, uh, I suppose there's disappointment that we didn't win all Ireland, but uh, outside of that uh, I thought we, we we had some great times, we had some good victories, uh, uh, you know, and above all I suppose we made some great friends uh, within and outside the county.
1: And when you did come in at the start, like into the, the Watford setup, there wasn't a huge amount of success um, until you came until you came in. But when you did come in at the start, and there wasn't that, I suppose, success. D- did you find that hard?
0: Um. I, well, I suppose uh, you know. I, I, Watford was ch- the, the 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 team had changed a bit over the few years. You know, the previous to I coming in, they'd got Gerald McCarthy in, and you know he brought in a real professionalism to, to to that team. You know that team that he came into, and the majority of those lads were still there in, in two thousand, two thousand and one, and two when I when I started playing. Um, you know, and they they had a different mindset at that stage. You know, they they believed they could win something, and we we just needed to to win that one game. You know, that big game to to get the breakthrough and. I think it took a couple of years, you know, uh, We, we, I suppose when I came in, John Milan, Owen Kelly, Owen uh, Murphy, James Murray, um, I don't know, there's probably a couple of more there that came in and, you know, were straight into the team. And, you know, that freshened it up and, uh, I suppose, gave an extra little bit of drive. And the youth, I suppose, coming into the experience of the previous three or four years uh, that they had under German McCarthy, I think that uh, that helped a lot and, uh, in 2002, I suppose. Uh, all the hard work came to fruition in 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 Park
1: And the hard work, I suppose, to 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 get to two thousand and two in Porky Quayve, like do you put it down to hard training that you done previously? You went back earlier than other teams, or what? What do you put, I suppose, the type of work you done down to get to that level?
0: Yeah, we, we did a lot of um, <clears throat> hard slogging, I suppose, and. November, December, um, you know, building up the, the fitness uh, with Gerald for the 2000 and 2001, I suppose. While I was there, and I presume that they had it done the previous years as well. But uh, Justin came in and he had a slightly different approach. We we did some of the hard work, which was mostly hurling that we were doing with Justin, and uh, I think that just yeah. gave us that little extra edge that we needed. You know, we 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 had the fitness built up, um, and when Justin came in, he he kind of. Changed a little bit to more hurling style and improving our style of play and our first touch and you know just that bit of extra confidence that you need I suppose going out in the big day.
1: And you mentioned pre-season there, um, a huge slog for any inter-county player. But how how did you find pre-season uh, when you were playing inter-county hurling?
0: How did I find it? I actually didn't mind it too much. I I, I enjoyed it well, I suppose. I was involved with the club uh, well into the year every year because we were playing both Hartley and football. So we like you'd only have a month off, so you'd be you'd probably be fifty to sixty percent there as it was, you know. And just a couple of weeks of hard hard training, and you you start to enjoy it again. And um, you know, it was a uh, I suppose you're looking forward to league matches and championship matches, and uh, you know, trying to be as fit as you can be and healthy and Prepared properly as you could, um, and you know I enjoyed it. In fairness,
1: and the mixture there between football and Ireland for your club, add more. Do you think that helped you massively when you were involved with Waterford?
0: Oh well, yeah, I think uh, it's important to have both both games. I think. Um, I always enjoy, you know, if we we're going through the, the league campaign and a football championship came up with Ardmore, it's always great to go and play a game of football and get your mind totally off-whirling and prepare for the football match. And, you know, you get a, it's a different type of game. You get more hard tackles and to prepare you for a, a championship hurling match, you know. So... I enjoyed that side of it, I suppose. Uh, and you need to be that little bit fitter for football as well. So, um, And my club was predominantly football until, I suppose, uh, a group of players my age came about and uh, we changed a little bit to hurling, I suppose. But, um, you know, it, it's always enjoyable to go back and change mid-season for a couple of games and go back hurling then again, you know, it's a, it's a nice break in the, in the middle of the season. And
1: 2002, um, your first monster title, I think, in um, 39 years, like... Did you feel pressure going into that game in Portland Cleave because, like, there would have been a lot of talk about ending the hoodoo do for Waterford?
0: Um, well, I suppose there w- we had nothing to lose really because uh, we were going against all Ireland champions in Tipperary, and uh, you know they were the overwhelming favourites. Uh, I suppose everything, all the pressure was oh, on them. Pers- you know they had they they, they, they had to perform. Uh, we'd come off a. Uh, a very tight game against Cork a couple of weeks previously, and barely scrub over, him, I suppose. Um, so I don't think there was that much pressure on us. Now we didn't. I don't. I don't think we realised how big of an occasion it was, it was until you know, until after the match, really. Like you know, um, we were shielded from that really, I suppose, uh, at that stage. But uh, you know, it was. Uh, I suppose, you know, we we had that hoodoo to, to get over, and uh, you know, everything was going well for a couple of weeks previously, so we weren't under too much pressure.
1: And you must look back on that game like with fond memories um, in
0: two thousand and two. I do, yeah, sure. Look, things went well for us, you know. Paul Paul didn't got a, a cracking goal from a from a twenty one yard free, and that kind of set us up uh, in the first half. You know, um, we probably got a couple of lucky breaks in it. Um, Uh, But there were some outstanding displays, and sure, Ken McGrath must have scored six or seven points from play that day. You know, um, Owen Kelly got four points. You know, the backs were outstanding that day. You know, R. Tipperary had some of the the best forwards in the game at that stage. And, uh, uh, you know, I suppose it it was one of those days that nearly everything went right for us. Uh, Even the subs that came on made a big contribution, you know, and it probably got us going, really, for the next four or five years. You know, we really had to win 2000, that game in 2002 to to, to, for to get the enthusiasm going and the crowd. We had some great following, our t- supporters following us after that, you know. And do you think
1: a success, I suppose, with the Waterford Senior Hurling teams down through the years, I suppose, do you think a factor could be that Waterford teams can bring this bit of madness to a game and that's one of the key factors for your success?
0: Yeah, well I suppose we were always encouraged to to play off the cuff and enjoy it and uh, that particular water team did that, you know, with some I suppose we had plenty of players that wore the heart in their sleeve and uh, you know, the great characters involved in it and you know, they, they showed up in the big days and got the crowd going, I suppose <laughs> you know, when when you when when people enjoy the games, you know, I, I suppose you enjoy the game, like, you know, when, you know you get the big cheer or you know, the if, when things are going well, and you enjoy it. Maybe not when t- things are going against you, but um, I, I think uh, you know we it was kind of off the cuff, and uh, things were some things were a bit mad, and they worked, and other th- other times they didn't. Like so, and it's the same. You know, if you're rigid to a game plan, some days the game plan will work, and other days you could be blown out the water. So you know. And in
1: 2004, like he ended another massive video.
0: Beaten Cork for the first time in forty-five years as well. We did, yeah, yeah. For one, it's said to be one of the better Munster finals that was ever played. Um, it was uh, the big—I'd say it was the biggest crowd in, in, was, that was ever in Tallaght. You know, um, on a beautiful sunny day, and uh, it, it was something. I suppose you know we had beaten Cork a couple of times the last stage, that team, and we, we didn't have any fear of them. And you know, I suppose Cork had won in all Ireland. I think in two thousand and three. So uh, it was another similar enough to the, the 2002 months final. We we had nothing to lose, and Cork, you know, we're going for that second all Ireland. So, um, I suppose John got sent off just after half time, but it didn't upset the team. Uh, I think everybody put their shoulder to the wheel. We got that another magic goal by Paul Flynn. He always seemed to turn up with those scores, and uh, that that got us going for the second half. And you know, the, as I said again, the subs that came in, everybody contributed that day. Um, And uh, I suppose that catch at the end by Ken McGrath will always be remembered like.
1: And you mentioned John getting sent off there, but I suppose I think nearly everyone in the country now will know that speech at the end of the game. What were you thinking like when you see the emotion and what it means to John Mulan in that speech at the end of the
0: game? I I suppose I didn't have to wait for that speech to... To understand what it means to John, he 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 always had that passion since we uh, first I suppose, mid playing for Watt. You know, he, just, he, he was inside in the dressing room. You know, he's always fired up. Uh, and you, you knew exactly what he was going to give to the team. like, And uh, I certainly didn't have to wait for that speech. But uh, I suppose maybe the public might have had, you know, they wouldn't have seen him as much. But uh, I always knew what water meant to John Mulan.
1: Yeah, and you, you mentioned there, like, the passion and how fired up would he have nearly been a player that'd be able to nearly, I suppose, get other players up for games?
0: Yeah, he looks to, I suppose every player is different. Like not, not everybody needs to be uh, fired up like that, you know, like, like John liked to be fired up for it, but other players like to relax going into a game. You know, everybody is different. And uh, I suppose uh, as a manager, uh, that has to be managed. Like, but, um, he would have, you know, the, the, he would have spread the enthusiasm around the dressing room, definitely. Yeah, you know, definitely before the game, for a couple of hours before the game, you know, he was always encouraging and driving fellas on. And, you know, just before the game, he might say a heavy few words or even maybe bang a hurl off the table or, you know, just something just to get, this, get the rise up the temperature a little bit. And, like, it's, it's a good
1: point that you made about banging um, the hurl against the table, I suppose. You probably would have seen that a lot, like back in your playing time at the start of your career, that there could have been a lot of home truths. But I suppose it's amazing in one way, I suppose, how the dressing room in the GA has changed from now to then.
0: Yeah, you're. I suppose you're dealing with it. You're, look, every generation is different. You're dealing with a different generation now. Like, uh, like Probably a lot of the younger players might respond to that type of thing now. They, it just doesn't suit their their uh, generation i suppose and it's a different way you're more of a hand around the shoulder and cour- encouraging more so than the, the firing up and home truths and that like so but okay whatever they're using in the restroom these days i haven't been in one in a while but I, it seems to be working from and yeah um five and si- 2005 and
1: 2006 um probably not uh the greatest years for Walford hurling but like when waterford did struggle how would you um, dealt with them
0: setbacks and criticism within the county? Um, sup- look we always kind of t- took it uh, as a team um, I suppose uh, <laughs> t- t- the most disappointment is on the players always and uh, we you know I suppose every every year especially if you have two years in a row that things go against you it's a lot harder but You know, I suppose there's always light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, look, you try and forget about the the games that are going on. You might even watch the All-Ireland or the All-Ireland semi-final that year, you know, and concentrate on maybe the club or doing something with your friends for a few few months and then uh, refocusing and, look, the the management would have different ways of of getting players uh, back focused and, you know, you might have... a. A, a, a training camp or a team bonding thing or something you know and that would get, definitely get the, the focus back uh, get around again look look, there's always another game I suppose you can't do anything about the ones you've lost you can only do about the, the next game so which is always about building for the future you?
1: Absolutely and like when you are getting that kind of criticism say within the local media and within Waterford as a player do you just have to kind of brush it off and
0: just not take it out. Yeah, well, look, sure. Look, uh, I suppose the, the media, the public, they're entitled to their opinion and everybody has an opinion. Uh, uh, you have to brush it off. So I think, uh, look, you're out there. putting your th- you, When you start playing hurling or football with your club or your county or putting yourself out there, you'll get criticism from your locality for the club or from the county or from the country if you're if you're going to be involved in all-Irelands. And, uh, look, that's, that's, that's the name of the game. You have to be able to deal with it. If you're not, uh, I don't think you'll be around for long.
1: And would, say, newspaper articles that would have been, I suppose, wrote negatively about Watford, would you have bought in, any of that where they would have been hung up in the dressing
0: room? Uh, there would have been some. It's super hard to remember now. Newspapers, it was But there would have been some uh, uh, articles put up in you know different stories maybe about uh, Watford or... Uh, butlers or whatever, you know. At the time, I can't even remember what the stories would have been at the time. Like, but uh, we would have used some of those, and you know, maybe the bit of psychology that we had a psychologist in there a few on a few occasions. You know, just to go through uh, different scenarios, I suppose. But um, you know, you'd use everything that you could. But uh, there wasn't. Uh, I, I couldn't recall a whole lot of uh, newspaper articles being up in the wall for the more our own statements that would have been put up in the wall. You know, and.
1: Um. 2007, you, re- you like you really looked like you were hurling well and coming up short against Limerick in the end, but do you think that was one of your best years in your career um, hurling for Waterford?
0: Yeah, sure. Look, uh, we, we I suppose it was the one year that we performed in almost every game that we played. Uh, we, we won the league and um, uh, I suppose it was sometime in April or whenever I was on and uh, we moved on into the championship and we won every game in that. Like, um, And we probably won most of the games well enough, actually, uh, all the way up to the All-Ireland semi-final. And it was our, probably our best chance, uh, if you look back over the years that we played, of winning All-Ireland. Um, but we were caught by a, a good Limerick team a, in an All-Ireland semi-final. And, uh, you know, they got four or five goals that day. And it's very hard to come back from that, you know. Would you, would you
1: have found it hard that winter dealing with that defeat?
0: Yeah, that was a tough one, no, yeah, cause, uh, we, we, I suppose, you know, you'd, you, we had given everything to that year, you know, look, we were supposedly, I suppose, in our prime, our, some of the lads were going past our prime at that stage, you know, I was 27 at that stage, um, and, you, you know, it, it's it's getting harder every year at that stage. Um, it was hugely disappointing, I suppose, Limerick came close enough to Kilkenny in the, the all Ireland final, um, and I suppose we would have felt we were as good as Limerick, if not better, you know, if 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 we would have got there, so it was disappointing. You know, um, it was took a lot. It was a long winter for us, sorry, um, I suppose, and uh, it was it was probably hard to get to the, get us motivated again. You know.
1: Yeah, and like you did come back with a great year, I suppose, just coming up short in the final against Kilkenny, Do you look back and think it was a Waterford underperforming or Kilkenny Kilkenny masterclass?
0: <laughs> I suppose it was both now in fairness. You couldn't take anything away from Kilkenny that day. They were unbelievable. Um they, they they couldn't actually do anything wrong if they tried, like that, that day, you know, but uh we we, we underperformed they'd say the the hype maybe the hype, the support, the occasion. I don't think we were ready for it, you know, it, it, I think we were overwhelmed, uh you know there was huge enthusiasm in the county for the for it, You know people turning up to the training. There was massive. There was more at some of the training sessions. We had at championship matches down through the years. So I think it just uh, maybe it just uh, overwhelmed us a little bit, and uh, we maybe not as focused as we should have been for the for the final.
1: Yeah, and like dealing with that hype and I suppose people ringing for tickets and stuff like that was was that thing a thing as players did. You just got too bogged down, and you were, you were talking to the public a bit too much before the final.
0: Yeah, look, to be honest with tickets, I I, I only ever got tickets for the, the same people that I played or that while I played, so I, I there was, if, they, if there there was other people ring, and I, I just I wouldn't get them from because they you know, <laughs> get them themselves, but uh, it was yeah, look, they, there was you know I was well for myself I was out on the road as a sales rep for a company and uh, you know you're meeting people every day and it made a difference which county they're in you know it's all match to match this and that and maybe because we hadn't been there before we you know we should have shied away from, from even from work at that stage for a, a week or ten days and kept a low profile and the same for everybody you know it was Everywhere you turned, it was all about the match, and there was no let-up, you know, there was no time off, really, I suppose, whereas other for Munster finals or semi-finals at that stage, you know, you'd have time to relax a little bit, and uh, there wasn't as much there wasn't as much hype on definitely.
1: And I know you did say earlier on with your career that the regret, obviously, is not winning all Ireland, but, like, when you look back, like, four Munster senior Ireland championship belts, like, it's unbelievable, like, because... Just with the competitiveness of the Munster Championship to finish your career with four must be so pleasing.
0: Oh yeah, sure. you would be, be delighted. Munster, Munster, I suppose, for Munster people is the second uh, best medal, you know. Um, outside of the, I suppose, fine. Leinster people would claim Leinster is better, but uh, yeah. I suppose that over the last decade or 20 years, Munster has been hugely competitive. There's Probably just the five teams have always had have always a chance and still have a chance of uh, winning monster and you uh, look something to be very proud of. Uh, you know there's there isn't that many monster medals in Watford. and uh, I suppose we're lucky in, in my household. Any of Dicklin has four and I have four, so that's eight. Of them came into our house in the, in the ten or fifteen years that we were playing, so you know it's uh, something to be very proud of.
1: And would you have found it extra special, I suppose, you're playing with your brother, with your club, but like to play county with your brother, was that something very special for you?
0: Yeah, sure, looked, it looked great, always great, you know, two of us would travel together to the training sessions of the matches, Are yeah. the only thing I suppose, uh, we often ended up marking each other in training because we we're, <laughs> were in opposite positions, but... Um, know and uh, as well as that we had Clinton Hennessy from the the club as well he played with us for eight or ten years uh, you know in goal so there was three people from a very small club in West Waterford I suppose you know representing representing the area and you know that's something that I suppose the club and the whole parish has been proud of all those years. And
1: how did you find working under um, Davy Fitz like we've all seen his passion on the line how did you find working under
0: yeah, look, Davey is sure you see you, he you see what you get like from him. He does nothing hidden really. So uh, he's huge enthusiasm. Looking, he, he's a great man to drive, drive the players and get training up to 90 at all stages. You know, um, I suppose the only pro- thing with Davey at the time, I suppose he's probably learning as he goes. Like, but he, he I suppose he didn't ever relax and maybe enjoy himself a little bit of training, but. Uh, you know, he he brought a lot to Waterford. He got us to an All Ireland final. You know, in, in the space of a couple of months uh, with us, and uh, we won a Munster middle with him as well. So, you know, he was successful enough, and he's still plenty of success where he where he's travelled around to different counties.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned there, like his his passion. Like, I presume, like within Waterford, like the intensity he brought and the work rate, like we've seen his system were clear, but like I suppose previous it was with Waterford and that was obviously something that was able that worked for you.
0: Yeah, it worked. Uh, the, I suppose it was a big change from what we're used to now um, for the previous eight or ten years between uh, Gerald and Justin. Like, but, um, you know, it worked. We won once the final and we got to not Ireland, which is his uh, style of play. Um, uh, probably some of the older players, you know, it, it was a it was a style that was probably gone. They were too old for that stage, or we were getting too old for you know. It was a it was full running and high levels of
1: fitness, and uh,
0: you know just just to name of the game. And I suppose time doesn't wait for anyone, I'd say. You know.
1: Yeah, and like when you look back at the players you've played with as well, like some unbelievable players like Kemmigra, Tony Brown, um, Paul Flynn, Dan Shannon. Like Owen Murphy as well, like some
0: some outstanding and probably some of the best players to ever play with Waterford. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Look, uh, we were lucky with, it. there were some great talent there. Look, Tony Brown played for, must have played for twenty years. You know, he's an amazing man. Really, uh, to be able to play inter county at forty years of age. Um, which uh, same Ken McRae, like they're all, look as well as outstanding holders, they're outstanding people as well. You know, Dan is proven that now, it was, uh, with all his coaching that he's done over the last six or seven years. Now, and he's given an awful lot to water hurling. Even he went, he was with the girls last year in the Camogie. So, you know, like uh, I suppose you you'd expect that from fellows like him. Owen Murphy the same. He's given them a lot back to club and different clubs. You know, training them. So, you know, they're they're as well as outstanding players. They're outstanding people. I suppose, and that that's that's why we were successful. I suppose in those years, you know.
1: Derek Murray, um obviously came in then um, in 2017 with Waterford. Um, I suppose previous to Derek there wasn't a lot of success. But do you feel, as a huge, passionate waterford hurling man, that he was kind of criticised harshly by the supporters because like, he, he turned it around and got Waterford to an all-out of the yeah,
0: Look, I suppose... The, yeah, there, you see, he was the first, or well, I suppose he was the second uh, Watford man, Michael Ryan was in there for, I think, I think it was a, a year or two before, previous to him, but um, he was the second Watford man, and I suppose he changed the style of play, and, you know, <laughs> that upset a lot of Watford people, I suppose, you know, he went more defensive, and uh, look, he he, he, had to cha- he had to deal with what the players he had at the time, like, and that's what he felt would suit him, and I thought, he, you know, he won a league final and got him to an All-Ireland final and uh, you can't take that away from him. You know, he's um, he's hugely passionate for Watford and he, I'd say he gave his, every last ounce of his body to, to Waterford while he was there, you know, and you can't ask for any more than that.
1: And the previous years, I suppose, after that final, there was a huge decline and people just couldn't get over it because I suppose we've seen the successful Waterford under-21 team that Austin Gleeson was on, probably one of the best ever under-21 teams, but I suppose... Port Fanning then came in and there just looked to be
0: huge issues in Waterford, but what would you put that struggle down to? Well, I suppose look, there was a lot of the under twenty one team. I suppose there was a few the lads under twenty one only only made senior at that stage, you know, while Paul because they're uh, I suppose um you know, it was it was very hard to lift the team after after the the All Ireland I was lost as well, you know, and um uh, I, don't know, I suppose. Look, <laughs> he just. I think he hit him in a bad year. You know, it was. Uh, he was only there for the year, and uh, I think he hit it on a bad, bad, just a bad time. You know, he's. I don't see there's anything wrong with Paul. coaching or anything like that. It was. Uh, maybe the the under twenty one team hadn't transitioned enough to to the senior team. You know, and weren't prepared properly. Maybe. To, to 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 take take um to play at the senior level. You know, and I suppose um. Liam Cahill came in and he, he got a bit of time with him there. Before the lockdown, or you know, with the lockdown and everything, and uh, he was able to develop uh, some of those younger players a little bit more and maybe, I suppose, build their confidence, you know.
1: Yeah, and like the passion we've seen from Cahill and Mikey Bevins on the line, it must have just nearly got you going, like looking at it. Because, like, the passion they brought on the line during the championship, I think it was something um, the GA public loved to see.
0: Oh, yeah, look, uh, it's great to see, it, especially two lads that that aren't from the county, you know, and the enthusiasm that they showed for Watford, and you know, they seem to bring the lads together. You know, there was there was some outstanding performances from younger players like that we that we've only just about heard of before the, the, this year, like you know, and some very steady young lads coming through, and you know, it, it just it goes to show like that. Um, I suppose uh, if you get the right people in, you'll, you'll and, and, and change and meet them at the right time. You you get you get a lot more out of a team. Um, you know, the likes of Austin was a lot better uh, this year or the pre- last year just gone, you know, and he's a huge influence on the, on the team, you know, he's an outstanding player, and I suppose a lot of those younger lads will be looking up to him, and uh, he has to lead them on now, but, uh, you know, Callum Lyons there, he was outstanding all year, Yearly Daily came in, and you'd swear he was there for years, like, you know, so, you know, it's good signs for Waterford, and I hope they can build on um last year's All-Ireland final now. I know they lost, but, uh, you know, there's a addition of great confidence from reaching the All-Ireland, and, uh, and performing, you know, fairly well there, like, you know,
1: when Kyle did come to stage, obviously the high-profile thing he'd done was drop um, Noel Connors and Morris Shannon. Um, were you shocked when you seen uh, Morris and Noel being dropped?
0: Yeah, look, uh, I suppose those players were ever-present, which Noel was there ten or twelve years at that stage. Look, but uh, I don't know. Look, I suppose uh, he he looked at, it at, at uh, maybe a two or three-year plan, and maybe Morris or Noel weren't in his plans in, in two years' time, like you know, so. And maybe he was sitting his tone for the for the younger lads, and you know if you put your hand up, you'll get a chance. It's it's not ni- not a nice place to be, I suppose, for Noel Lamarrs. But um, look, they they give they give an awful lot of time to watch for them, huge performances and down through the years. And do uh, you know I'd say? They're happy enough with what with their lot anyhow. Like you know.
1: Yeah, and as you were saying, some outstanding performances. But I suppose the performance that has to stick out the most is like. Being dead and buried against Kilkenny um, at halftime, which like it, it was really looking at the second half like Waterford weren't going to come back and it was going to be a one-way traffic. But I suppose the spirit and the direct running like, from all angles really was um, Waterford's key to success as well.
0: Oh, yeah, they had. Uh, look, there's pace now, and look, you're halfway there when you have the pace. Like, and every one of them are very fast. Um, you know, they did some, they, like, even Stephen Bennett's goal. Like, he, he probably passed three, like lads, you know. Uh, maybe maybe 10 years ago, he might have done that without feeling a bit of ash, but, um, you know, he. he 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 scores a great goal, uh, you know, and uh, Jack Fagan outstanding balls, and set up scores. You know, there was fellas really stood up that day, and uh, especially in the second half. You know that maybe weren't expected to be as good, and uh, I thought they performed really well. You know, the, every one of them. Uh, I suppose it was a fifteen man game that day, definitely. And, yeah, and
1: yeah, you mentioned Stephen Bennett there, like um, stepping up as free taker, and he, he took on a huge role this year. But like t- to get in a, to the all-star team, like um, it was a tremendous achievement for himself. But like, where do you where do you think his game went to? Like, how did it go to such a high level?
0: Yeah, I, I suppose look, uh, Stephen had a few issues with his hips down through the years, and maybe they've just come right now. You know, he's a he's a, he's a super hurdler since he has been eleven or twelve years of age, like you know, everybody's talking about Steven, he's he's all the skills and it was just a couple of injuries that I think that were holding him back down through the years. But he see like he got over him this year and his pace is um is really standing to him now like he's after I suppose he's head up play as well, you know, he's good to take a score and set up a score and he's great handling him. So I, I suppose you know, when when things start to, to go for you and you're injury free
1: and you get a run
0: you know it's you'll be surprised can, you can get out of yourself then.
1: Absolutely, like um, disappointment losing to Limerick, but I suppose the, the Forest Limerick air as well. Um, they look very hard to beat at the moment. But I suppose for Waterford to get back there, what do you feel they need to do?
0: Well, uh, sure. Look, a lot of hard work in here, um, and hopefully unearth a couple of more players. You know, they. I think they. You need you need to bring one or two in every year, and you know to change it up a little bit. And uh, I suppose Ty Tig, Tige uh, now. Doubtful he'll be back for this year, so somebody else will need to stand into his shoes and uh, and perform. You know, the sp- look. It's all down to hard work and and finding a couple of players and uh, getting a little bit of luck along the way.
1: Yeah, and like there must be huge devastation there as a Walford supporter to see Tightberka get, get injured again, because like. If Waterford did get over the line, he was nearly on his way to her, year. He Look back to his best, and then to just do the crucial again, is, it's just heartbreaking for him as a player.
0: Oh, it is, yeah. And look, Tiger, he he doesn't live too far from me here, but uh, he's hugely dedicated to it. You know, he's a he's a he's a great player, a great fellow as well. Like, and uh, it's disappointing to see him. You know, it, it's a it's a serious injury, and it'll take him a year to get back. Um, after putting so much into it for the previous year, and and to be playing that well, and then to, for the hit show again, like you know, it's hugely disappointing. But I know I, I I'd be fairly confident that he'd be back as soon as possible,
1: yeah. I like you mentioned, the players unearthed like even Desi Hutchinson, Jack Fagan, Stephen Bennett. Like they had great years, but you you could even say that like they the heights they can reach, like they should be looking even further because like Desi Hutchinson inside like higher, low, and his pace and his finishing, and um, he's definitely one to watch in the next few years.
0: Yes, he's, uh, look, his first, uh, first few steps are, um, are brilliant. Uh, it's very hard to mark him, I suppose, if you get the ball into him. Uh, hey, look, if, if himself and Stephen were in there, you know, and two men inside, um, you know, you'd, need, you'd like the backs would be under pressure all the time. I think, you know, the, if you can get the right ball into him, uh, like yeah, if you can get Jack Fagan winning the ball out around half hour line, maybe with Park uh, Omani back again, you know, it's another option for him. Uh, you know, I suppose Parrick is actually going to be a player. Hopefully, that'll uh, give a little bit of difference against the team. You know, and another steady hand on them. So, you know, I think um, looking forward to Waterford have a great chance again of um, of improving themselves. I think you know every one of the players should feel that you, you can improve and uh, like likes of Earle Daly, as I mentioned earlier, coming on. Um, Shane McNulty had a massive year last year. You know, corner back Phil has been around for a good few years. Uh, Conor Pluncey is a very solid full-back like, um, I know Stephen O'Keefe started pulling out now for the year but look, there's, there's other goalies there Um, there's no, there's no fear I think of uh, Watford, especially with Liam do I, his attitude anyhow, so everybody will get a chance
1: Yeah, and I suppose Limerick are really standing in the way of everyone at the minute Can you see them going on to do what the successful Kenny teams have done?
0: Well, they have the potential and they have the players and they have the panel. so, look, it's all about attitude at the end of the day. Look, uh, it's very hard to emulate what Kilkenny did. You know, there's the, s place post our series team and, look, if you look back over them over the years, uh, Kilkenny always had two or three players that came in and, and changed it up a little bit and improved it, you know. Look, I think uh, in 2008, TJ Reid was only a sub against us and look where he is now. Um, so, um, do you notice, um, They'll find it hard to be as good as Cleggany are, but they have the potential. If, they, as I said, if they can keep their mind to, on it, and uh, you know they, they seem to be a very steady bunch of lads.
1: Yeah, and like it was great in twenty eighteen to see yourself um get up the steps at the and Stand when the Junior All Ireland with your club. Um, how special was that for you?
0: I, sure look, uh, I suppose he, as a young player you dream of uh, walking up the steps to the Hogan stand but you never think you'll be able to do it with your club and to be able to do it with the club and friends and family all around us you know it is, uh, I don't think you walking up there for the McCarthy would be as good as it you know it's it it a huge occasion and you know for family and uh, friends and locals And like I played with Seb Moray team for what maybe 30 years at that stage you know from under 6 or 7 on the way up and uh, you know, it was uh, something that uh, I'll never forget. And yet, it was, uh, it was a tight game now. We were looking in the end, but uh, you know, it is a uh, you never think it's going to happen for you. And uh, when it does, then you know, it's a real special occasion.
1: And like playing at the age of 38, like, would you have found it a challenge to, I suppose, stay clear of niggles and injuries and keep your body right for the full year? Like, because it's such a long campaign as well, going all the way to Krupek.
0: Um, well, to be honest, I've been lucky enough down through the years with injuries, I've had very few, to be honest, uh, a couple of small muscle tears and that, uh, other than that, uh, I try and keep myself in good enough shape and uh, I'm still playing way at the moment, so, well, I'm training to, to play this year, hopefully if it goes ahead, um, so, you know, I look, uh, I suppose when you see when you see a chance at winning something, you, you'll find a way of looking after yourself if you can at all, and, you know, I do, do a bit of farming as well, so a bit of physical labour and that, that never hurt anyone, I think.
1: Yeah, and still playing at your age, like, it's a remarkable achievement. Do you find it a huge challenge to still be playing at your age?
0: Um, I don't really, to be honest, you know. Uh, I've, I suppose I have a good wife that might, that helps with the kids and uh, plenty of support at home. And, you know, the, I, I enjoy going down to, to meet the lads, you know. and Look, I'm a sales rep on the road and if if I sat in the car all day and did nothing in the evening time, you know, I'd, I'd, be, I'd get very lazy, I suppose. So, I enjoy going down to meet the lads. Uh, I do the training. I do as much as I can in training. And, uh, you know, if I miss a night, it's not the end of the world at this stage of my, my career, I suppose. So, you know, and I, I try and stay in shape, as I said. And uh, I do the odd 5K, and, you know, at home, just to keep the lungs open, I suppose, at this stage of the year. Yeah, and it's
1: it's remarkable. But are, are you looking now in your club to, I suppose, really bring on even some of the younger players and teach them some of the learnings you've uh, learned
0: along the way as well. Oh, yeah, sure. Look, if you can help, it's all about encouragement, you know, to if you have any tricks, I suppose, or show them any, anything that uh, worked well for myself down through the years, you know, you help them out and I uh, suppose I get back involved. Now, I have a little fellow there, he's seven, so I'm on I'm help coaching the under sevens and eights now, and uh, that's I think that's, that's the most enjoyable part of it at this stage now, you know, you can get down for the hour and see the kids enjoying the, the hours train that they're doing if they, if they ever get back to it, I suppose.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's another one. Like, um, but can you ever see yourself jumping into club or into county management?
0: Uh, I'd say, look, I'd I prefer to stick with my own club. I don't think I'd have the enthusiasm for another club um, to, to go and uh, prepare another team. I think I, I'd rather stick with my own club and do as much as I can with them. And, you know, I, as I said, I really enjoy the underage and... Uh, Look, I've, I've a, i have my one son there, and I have a couple of nephews that will be coming along, and nieces there that are involved that, that want to play camogie. So if I can help them, and any of the other young lads in the club, I'll that I'd be happy enough for that. I think.
1: Absolutely, and um, yeah, like as you were mentioned there, like if kids, I suppose, do ever get back, can you see there being a season this year? Would you be hopeful?
0: I would think so. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, look, sure, look, we we played the championship quick enough last year in June, and July, and August, and so um, I, I wouldn't see any reason why we couldn't do it this year. You know that if we can get the vaccinations uh, up to speed, they are up by the end of June. Look, there's no reason why we can't be out in the fresh air and summertime, and you know, fitness and uh, being out in the fresh air and sport is uh, is great for people that are, are mental health or or well-being and all that, and uh, I think it would be more important to be out and doing that and to be locked inside at home, and, uh, you know, that's, that's something that uh, needs to be talked about as well.
1: Absolutely, and I suppose just to finish up the podcast, um, down through the years, who, who has been the best hurler that you've played
0: with? But I, suppose there's a, I suppose we've named a few of them there, Um look, uh, I suppose... I don't know. Ken Mcgregor, I suppose, has been the, the all round one of the all round greats. I suppose you know he's outstanding in the backs, midfield, and the forwards. Um, you know he play. I think he played in every line in the field except for goalie. So, you it's very very hard to go past Ken Mcgregor. Um, you know, and uh, I suppose if you could mark Ken in training and do well in them, you know, you'd be, definitely be ready for a championship match. <laughs> That's the way I always felt anyway. You know. Uh, I suppose Michael Welch is another fellow that has been outstanding for Waterford. He's done it in every position as well, and, uh, you know, maybe not got the plaudits, but uh, he was probably one of the most important men that Waterford had o- have had over the last 16 or 17 years, as far as I'm concerned, Daniel. And then, um, finally, um, the best
1: manager you've
0: worked under? Um, I would think uh, Justin McCarthy is probably the best one. You know, he's the most most successful manager, I suppose, that Waterford have, have had, and... Uh, you know, we enjoyed our time with him. Uh, with some great, great days, great days out of him. With some disappointments as well, but uh, with some outstanding days and great trips, and uh, made some great friends. And uh, you know, I really enjoyed his style of play and style of hurling, I suppose. And you know, he brought myself and I suppose we were called the Westies. Maybe uh, West Waterford led um, on and off a lot. You know, we came. A lot of us came from junior intermediate clubs, and he was never afraid to give us a chance. And you know, you'd have to appreciate that.
1: Thanks a million for your time, Seamus um. Prendergast.
0: No problem, Paul.